0: everyone, and welcome to The Periodic Table, episode 32, Floating Mists of Beef Fat. Recorded September 20th... (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. That was the sickest cow I've ever eaten. (laughs) (laughs) And brought to you by Element Opie Productions. ElementOpie.com Periodic Table, episode 32. That means I have to tell you about the 32nd element on the Periodic Table, which is germanium. It's a gray-white metalloid. In case you don't know, metalloids are things that are part metal, part liquid. They, they, part they, they're on that line. Yeah, they're part metal, part Lloyd. Uh, anyway, in its pure state, it is a crystalline uh, metal, and it's brittle. Uh, but it's most commonly used in semiconductor materials. In fact, uh, we've been able to refine it. We, because, you know, I work at a factory that does it. Uh, mankind has been able to refine it so pure uh, for use in semiconductors that is, you can get it down to only an impurity of one part in 10 billion. That's a lot. Wow. Um, and certain germanium compounds aren't very toxic to people, but are to bacteria so it's being looked at for medical uses so there you go germanium my name is mark and with me this week as always as usual as most of the time as is the norm are Aaron, the former fat guy butler hi Aaron.
1: hello mark hello sean sorry didn't mean to spoil it
0: and (laughs) well we're all used to that by now you have not made it to an introduction without speaking first ever in any show you've ever been on
1: I waited until you introduced me that time. No, you didn't. But then I spoiled Sean, so it's yeah. okay.
0: And Sean, got to come up with a better name for him, Kaibo. Hi, Sean. <laughs> hey, how are
2: you doing? It's great to be here, and uh, I will note that I was able to sit quietly.
0: Yes, yes.
2: Although uh, part of that was because I had my mic muted, so <laughs> you started doing introductions, and I quickly threw my headset back on and unmuted my <laughs> mic. So. I'm ready now. Do I need to vamp, Mark, for a second?
0: No, no need to vamp. Okay, I can please, vamp. Please you don't vamp. ever vamp again. Oh, well, I'll vamp. <laughs> you dare me to vamp, <laughs> I'll vamp. So before we get started tonight, I have to planet. read our first ever listener feedback for the periodic table. Now, we've had uh, you know various uh, comments uh, in the chat room and such, but only one person has ever gone so far as to send an email. We've had a voicemail. Regarding it. Did Jim we? Beeson. Yes, we did. So no here, email. here's our listener. That was feedback. like the, the first or second show, wasn't it? That sounds right. And then we made him come on the show. That's, That's right. right. Teach you. And he never did here, that Danielle.
2: again. Right. It's like, man, wow, what a mistake. <laughs> I can't hardly wait to hear this email.
0: It's uh, it's a little lengthy, so I'm going to pull it up and read it in its entirety to make sure I get everything right. Uh, it comes to from us, uh, to us from a man who calls himself Copycat. I assume it's a man. Could be a woman. Could be a child. Could be a hermaphrodite. I don't know um copycat
2: you're so politically correct mark <laughs>
1: i love how before we even start he begins to ostracize our one fan
2: <laughs> well i was just you know making sure yeah. that i covered all the options and, and we wonder why we don't get listener feedback <laughs> it could be a bi-gender transsexual blah, 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 blah. but i'm not sure and if it are that's okay it could you, be a you hyper- forgot t- po- possibly gay but maybe straight or bisexual
0: He could be a hyper intelligent shade of the color blue for you Douglas Adams fans out there. Anyway, so here's what Copycat has to say. R O F L M A O. Thank you. Thank you, Copycat, for that feedback. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh. That's it. That's the whole email. That was awesome. I did
2: see that. That was that was good. That was good. So that kinda that kinda confirms it for us though, right? Like we all thought last week's show was hilarious. But it was good to hear from at least one other person that thought it was hilarious, too.
0: It's nice to know that somebody else out there is as twisted and bizarre as we are. So that's good. Right. Good and scary. Uh, Sean, you wanted to comment on the awesomeness that is iOS 6, right? Before we got too far in?
2: Oh, yeah. We could we could throw it in the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As many of you uh, listeners of the network probably already know, I'm not really an Apple fanboy. And, of course, iOS 6 uh, released, was it, I think, just yesterday. Um, And uh, I do have an iPad, so I went ahead and updated it, and I I regret it already. Uh, One, uh, really, two reasons that revolve around Google. They got rid of the native YouTube app, which blows because there's really not a good replacement for it in the app store and uh and then i've been reading all day long about how horrible the maps uh app is and uh how it's just completely you know it's messed up and people are getting wrong directions and there's all these memes already about you know people crashing into trees and stuff because they were following the turn by turn and all this so yeah it's a good day for an apple hater you know
0: i just gotta say how dumb do you have to be to t- run into a tree or off a cliff or something because your GPS tells you to. You have a windshield.
2: We are talking about people who blindly follow something.
0: Now, it's not like you're in an aircraft cockpit at night following VFR rules or uh, IFR rules. No, you're in a car with headlights if it's at night and a windshield. <laughs> Look, <laughs> well, up Michael from Scott, the you know,
1: on The Office. That was a great episode when his GPS said, Turn right now. And he's like, right now, right now, and he turns into a lake, and it's awesome. That's a great episode.
2: Well, Well, I have just the opposite. I saw a a a blog uh, post that that actually mentioned as a potential hazard that you know pilots could be using this, and there are actually misplaced airports in this thing, and I'm thinking. I do not want to be on a plane where yeah. the pilot is using his iPhone to navigate.
0: Yeah, so you're flying wow. a DC-1011 widebody with 500 <laughs> passengers on it for Delta Airlines, and you're using your iPad for your navigation? I think not.
1: No. Right. I would, I would suspect it's probably more like a Cessna. But uh, I had just the opposite experience this week, Sean, with my new Nexus 7 running Jelly Bean, which uh-huh. seems to be running awesomely. Um, it's, it's seven levels of awesome the first six levels are just in spite, just to, totally despite iOS 6 and the seventh level of awesome is just the creamy on the creamy on the top of the jelly bean it, it really does run great, it runs fantastic um, the screen looks good it's, it's super fast and so if you're looking for that thing that's a little better than a Kindle but not as expensive as an iPad then this might be something for you
0: all right, enough about tech. Let's move on to some Long weird show. stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got a couple of China stories this week, so this is uh, um, from China. Since I sort of let that out of the bag, there um, was this made in China? this is but a boomch is in Beijing, or at least the man was from Beijing. You know, and and I uh, have said several times, you know, I just don't get it. <laughs> And talking about various things like, uh, you know, I don't get art sometimes or, you know. This is another thing I don't get. So a man, uh, a businessman in Beijing goes to a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Apparently KFC is very big. No, I'm sorry. It's not Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. It's just KFC because they stopped using chickens. Um, (laughs) That was internet. Uh, Anyway. So uh, a man went to KFC, which is apparently very big in in China, and was uh, dissatisfied with the sanitation of the employee he saw uh, making his food. Uh, Specifically, he wasn't wearing a mask or gloves. Now, in the U.S., I don't think I've ever seen a KFC employee wearing a mask or gloves, but I'm guessing in China it's either uh, standard or maybe even the law. Uh, So he wasn't happy about it, and so he decided that he would do something about it. And that something was ordering 2,000 buckets of chicken. I don't I don't quite understand that. He was gonna spend hundred and forty thousand yuan. It's which like six which bucks, right? I Juan. think it's like a yeah. dollar ninety seven. Um oh, okay. Um but it's a heck of a lot of money there. Uh yuan, you said?
2: Yuan. Yeah, that's how they say yuan,
0: answer. yang. Uh in hundred and forty seven hundred and forty thousand yuan, Yuan. <laughs> Like the, anyway, uh, to buy 2000 family meal buckets, which includes five pieces of, of chicken uh, and three cups of soda. Now, I don't know that, that that's clear. That indicates right there how different things are in China because five pieces of chicken is what we call a snack. And there it's a family meal that will feed three people comes with three drink, right. drinks. Here it's, it's like the value menu. Five
2: yeah, pieces Our of family chicken. bucket comes with like 25 pieces of chicken
0: and one drink.
2: Right, and you can get like five sides, and they're giant sides. I mean, yeah,
1: people call it hamburger helper, but I think it's fine right by itself.
0: (laughs) So uh, he he bought the food, and it took him. He stood there for like eight hours, buying bucket after bucket of chicken and lining it up outside the front of the store with uh, signs on it. And I can't read the signs because I don't read Chinese, but uh, I assume they say things like unsanitary practice. This food is gross. I don't know, but that was his protest. Um, And then the company decided to stop selling him chicken. I don't get that. I would have taken all 140,000 won from him. I would have kept all serving right. chicken left and right. But for some reason, they decided not to serve him any more chicken. So his protest kind of worked in a weird way. I don't like the way you do things, so I'm going to spend lots of money here. That's not exactly <laughs> the American way to pro- to <laughs> protest.
2: And then I'm going to stack it because in America, if you did what he did, right, I'm going to take all that chicken. I'm going to stack it up in front of the store so nobody can get in the store. What do you think is going to happen to that chicken? That chicken is going to disappear right. real quick. Homeless
0: people, <laughs> right? not even home full people. I would be grabbing <laughs> buckets and running away with them.
1: Well, just as a side note, um, thanks to Google, I now know that 140,000 won is equal to 22,208 US dollars.
0: So it's a fair amount of money, 22000 bucks.
1: Fair yeah. amount of money. What are you talking about, Mark? That's a lot of money.
0: <laughs> so uh, let's see. It was 2,000 buckets, 22000 So they cost 10 bucks each for five pieces of chicken. So it's $2 per piece of chicken. Wow. That's the, that's the a, story drink, right there. And three drinks.
1: And Don't three forget, drinks. Three drinks. Um, that's a lot of scratch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the
1: chicken tie in there. See yeah, that? I guess
0: so I, I'm not ridiculing the man. I just don't understand it. I don't I don't get it. I, it worked, I guess, maybe.
1: You know, tomorrow, I'm going to go down, and I'm going to show that guy at the gas station by buying all of his gas. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't really matter. I don't that'll like the way they him. do
0: things at Subway, so I'm going to spend $30,000 on $5 footlongs tomorrow.
1: That'll, that'll earn you during it, as my friend Wanda says.
0: Oh. But uh, the one of his friends... Uh, who was interviewed in the article says his parents are rich, so this doesn't bother him. Twenty thousand dollars is no big deal. One hundred and forty thousand won. so uh, he could afford to just make a make a point. So um, I mentioned homeless people earlier in China. Well, apparently things are a little different in China. Has anybody noticed that? Oh, wow! Um, not only do they not uh, have homeless people lining up to steal buckets of chicken. Uh, if you want to be a homeless person and go to this particular festival, I'm looking for the name of it. I saw it earlier, but I don't remember. Uh, the Temple Fair in Nangchang, jingshai Province. Um, so it's like a religious festival slash county fair all mixed in one. It, uh, and they got tired of the homeless people being there. So they set up some cages for the homeless people and said, if you want to be here, you have to go to this cage. And they sit there uh, looking actually fairly comfortable. There's shade, and there's like some pillows and blankets, and people walk by and give them food. Um, and then they say, you can leave. They're no, you're not locked in the cage. You can leave at any point, but you have to leave the city. So if you want to be in the city during the time of this festival, and you're homeless, you have to go to this cage.
1: Yeah, I think it's is more than the homeless. It's the panhandling is what they're trying to prevent. Right, they're preventing people from just going through the crowd and begging people from for money all day long.
0: Yeah, the the beggars. I said homeless. I was putting right. the two together. The beggars, yeah. you know, the people who in the U.S. strip for money on the side of the road. You know those those people. Yeah. Um, here, but it, it, go ahead. I was gonna
2: providing say, a valuable it, service. I
0: might add, Mark. <laughs>
1: right. If they're free to leave whenever they want, and they're in the cage of their own free will. I don't, I don't they're not locked up. They. That was
0: exactly my thought reading this. It's like, you know, if I'm a beggar and I can get food and water and sit on a comfy pillow in the shade, okay, sign you know what me they up. Say,
1: Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> There's a reason they say that. It's well, not the, just a clever turn of phrase. What would the the, uh,
2: the uh, alternative you know be for you know the united states you did cops would be harassing them if they didn't leave they'd end up arresting them taking them to jail well, or, so or on there the would surface be, this, it would, this seems would have inhuman a, but it's i think it's a lot better or the, the fair would have a fence around
1: it you have to pay to get in at all and they wouldn't have anybody to beg from period right you know and the cops would keep the the parking lot clear of them and, and they'd just be out of luck i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm crazy you might think
0: I'm
2: we, need, we need our old school liberal eric <laughs> yeah. in here liberal not liberal
0: well it says that you know human rights experts have been upset saying it's like a zoo okay i'll give you that it does resemble a zoo if you go look at the link um there's people sitting in cages and and people walking by and like handing peanuts at them and whatever so it is kind of like a zoo but you know i i don't i have never seen an animal at the zoo complain about it frankly um, I, <laughs> they don't have the higher
2: brain function necessarily. Oh, uh, Peter, that that's, uh, Mark at element com.
0: <laughs> I was, I was at the, uh, Atlanta aquarium, the Georgia aquarium here in Atlanta last weekend, largest aquarium in North How America. How'd you like it by the way, Mark? I was going to ask you all Very week. nice. Uh, it's, it's a massive place, but anyway, one of the things that they were doing, one of the spiel was about the dolphins and they said that they found that on average dolphins in captivity are healthier and live longer than dolphins in the wild. Well, yeah. All they have to do is like do some tricks, and people throw fish at them all day long. It's a pretty good life, <laughs> you know. The you don't ever see the lion uh, in the at the zoo uh, trying to get out. He's usually just laying there with a chick lion beside him, waiting for the zookeeper to come throw him a couple of of chunks of meat. It's a pretty good life. There, so, well,
1: there are some, but they can't roam free and be killed by other things. Uh, <laughs> there are some, you know, some animals though that don't domesticate or zoo eyes, whatever you want to call it, very well, and they'll just die when you put them in captivity. Like a great white shark is an example. Right. But Or me. You can't put me in captivity because I'm a lion I'm about to roar.
0: Actually, you put me in a small cage and feed me um, all day, I think I'm pretty much going to be okay, as long as I can have cable. I think yeah. I'd be all right with it. Internet. Yeah, full
1: cable, not, not the limited stuff. Yeah. Not the local channels only. You want yeah. the full thing.
0: And air conditioning and pizza delivery. Yes. And this remote and my lamp... So anyway, uh, <laughs> what
1: was the what was the story last week, Mark? And I said this is like the new um, yeah. It was
0: the guy with the the laptop and the 3D glasses and the burger <laughs> laptop, and the beer, 3D
1: glasses, the hamburger, <laughs> walking naked down the beach.
0: <laughs> All right. So this next one is not in China. So our first non-China story of the week, uh, but this is one where the story is okay. The article is what makes it funny, uh, and I'll get to it in a second. Uh, in um, sorry I just lost it in and Germany UK. the city of Dusseldorf in Germany uh, said that a oh, couple of armed robbers ran into a fast food restaurant and escaped with a charity piggy bank full of about 15 pence which is like a nickel and a half or something I don't I don't know uh wait well, it says 20 cents 20 there cents is, 20 cents yeah. in there uh, so basically what happened was they the two guys ran in they opened uh, forced open the cash register an alarm went off so they panicked and ran out, just grabbing whatever they could. So they grabbed a little piggy bank that was sitting up there, you know, to donate your pennies to uh, uh, to charity sort of thing, and a couple of chocolate bars. So altogether, they ran off with about $3 worth of goods. And the article says, we don't believe we're looking for professionals. But nevertheless, it was a serious offense. Well, they got away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I just wonder what the first clue was that they're not professionals.
1: Maybe their their dress, maybe they were close the
0: head on. Yeah, they were slovenly, didn't have a tie or a coat. Exactly. Exactly what it was. I'm guessing it it's
2: like sure. that it, it was a disgruntled getaway driver. <laughs> Left his old crew, he's like, you know, I'm just fed up with this, I'm going, stepping out on my own, just didn't have the whole robbery part down.
0: It says they were. Well, it's armed. so much
1: easier when they just came running out of the store with fistfuls of money every time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were armed and wearing masks, and they got away with two chocolate bars and a charity piggy bank. Wow. And uh, Sean has a, this is not a weird news or anything, but it's just a, an interesting bit of trivia. The Emoshicon or Moticon, depending on how you like to say it, is experiencing a milestone
2: yes the emoticon is 30 years old today that makes me colon capital d yeah (laughs) you know what i said today that might be inaccurate i'd have to look back at the at the uh the article but it just turned 30 i guess is the best way to say it and what amazed me is that they know exactly where it came from it's a carnegie mellon university computer science uh professor and so i'm that's i was just wondering how can they possibly track that back that far um one detractor says that is that only counts for ascii two characters
0: you know i would say that yeah guys people have been making ascii art for a long time and and if you really want to get
2: hello on my old
0: calculator yeah or boobs right if you really want to get super picky about it um, you could you never tried boobs eight uh that was a middle
2: school favorite
0: yeah so anyway, if you want to get really picky about it, the, almost all of the Asian languages, written languages, are emoticons. They're they're script drawings that represent things. So you know it's a little older than thirty years if you if you really want to get cranky about it.
2: Right. But the the actual you know colon dash uh, was that uh, close right parenthesis. Uh, yeah. That that basic first smiley face. Uh, that's what they're tracking this back to this guy as far as uh, doing that. So, yeah, the emoticon. So, there you
0: go. so email had a, uh, a birthday recently. It actually turned out to be a hoax story, but uh, it fit segues nicely with this one. So, uh, and now the emoticon came shortly after email.
1: Hmm. One of the funniest things I ever read was whenever Google did one of their uh, April Fool's um, Mark's birthday celebration thing. And they did the the Gmail autoresponder. Did y'all remember reading that one? It was awesome. It's like the Gmail autoresponder um, parses your previous responses to your common email threads and will will build a response for you if you have it turned on automatically. It goes through this whole thing. sounds very realistic. And then it's like, but beware, if the other person (laughs) is using it as well, it could get caught in an endless loop. (laughs) (laughs) I mean it was a great, great, great the way the guy wrote the article. It was it was assuming it was a guy. Could have been a girl. And, and
2: I'm not gonna go to that whole list again.
0: So speaking of drunken hijackers, um, in <laughs>
2: <laughs> The Master of the Segway.
0: In Devon, uh, Dartmouth, Devon, uh, UK, uh, a woman, uh, uh Alison Whalen, fifty years old, had been on a two-day bender of various chemical substances. When she climbed onto uh, a hundred-seater um, uh, ferry and yelled, "What, Sean? I'm Jack Sparrow, and I'm a pirate."
2: Yes, arg.
0: And that's appropriate <laughs> there's, there's, since yesterday was, in fact, Talk Like a Pirate Day. Um, if we can
2: work pirate into the show title, there's there's Aaron's line, <laughs> arg. <Arrgh. laughs>
0: So she took out. She actually succeeded in driving off with the ferry. And I love the what the witness says. Uh, it says the boat began hitting other vessels like a pinball machine, including a seventy thousand pound, as in money, not weight, catamaran. So so this drunk woman jumps on the ferry says I'm Jack Sparrow, and and then starts ping ponging back and forth. That had to be a funny. I, I hope there's some YouTube video somewhere of that because that's often. awesome. awesome.
2: There's got to be. I mean, nowadays, there's so many phones out there. I mean, nothing really happens anymore without somebody getting it on video.
0: (laughs) So she pled guilty to, I love the way uh, the UK legal system says thing. The charge was aggravated vehicle taking. (laughs) And she was jailed (laughs) for 122 days. She caused thousands of dollars worth of damage, including uh, 1,500 pounds, which is like $6,000 to the ferry itself and another about a 1,000 to a, a vessel uh, called the Tomcat. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, I, I'm trying to figure out who this is. P.C. Claire Pearson. I don't know. P.C. Oh, Public Counselor, maybe? I don't know what it is. Sounds- uh, so this lady put the police, ambulance, and Coast Guard to an awful lot of trouble. The amount of people out to recover the boat and the damage caused the other vessels made it quite an expensive night. They're so understated over there.
1: And Mark, before you go to the next story I I just couldn't resist it. I had to find that it's called Gmail Autopilot (laughs) and the last paragraph says, what happens if a sender and recipient both have Autopilot on and it says, two Gmail accounts can happily converse with each other for up to three messages each. Beyond that, our experiments have shown a significant decline in the quality ranking of Autopilot's autopilot's responses and further messages may commit you to dinner parties or baby namings in which you have no interest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it has you know, has faders a little graphic with faders about capitalization typos brevity emoticon use so it ties right in it's awesome anyway go ahead all go. right
0: all right and the next story uh my title for this one is oh please um there's no shortage of bad reporting in the world there's no shortage of bad science in the world and when you put bad reporting together with bad science this is what you come up with you have
2: CNN. liberal reporting
0: yes uh, a UC Riverside study found that commercially cooked hamburgers cause more air pollution than diesel trucks. The study, which focused on the commercial charbroilers found in burger restaurants, i.e. Burger King, said the equipment generated, uh, generates grease, smoke, water vapors, and combustion products. Now, at what point is water vapor considered pollution? Isn't right. the air pretty much made up entirely of water vapor, right? Or at least a large part. It's called humidity. So the byproduct right. of cooking a burger is humidity.
1: Yeah. Well the customers say, Mark, you can't compare diesel emissions with hamburger smoke. <laughs> That's it's, what he says. It's just, the says. It's just
0: dumb. Now let's think about what it's spitting out. All right. It's spitting out animal proteins and fats and water. Okay? All biodegradable, all biological substances. That Not only is it biological, it's consumable. So it, uh, a fine mist of beef fat lands uh, somewhere <laughs> and an animal eats it and life is good. You can't compare that to diesel exhaust in any way. There is no metric by which those things can be compared except... When you you go so far as to measure the particulates, the number of particulates we don't care what they are we're just right. going to measure the amount of stuff in the smoke and say that burgers are more dangerous than trucks
2: that sounds like a good show title. <laughs> I, good art, <laughs> I want to be an organism that breathes floating mist that's a good i'll be fat
1: I want to be an organism that breathes. Here's my little thing I can do in between.
0: Am
2: I the only one that caught that? That was just beautiful, Mark. Floating mists of beef beef fat.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I try to be uh, poetic and descriptive when uh, when I'm ranting. Oh, absolutely.
2: A plus. A plus, my friend. (laughs) So
0: here's my message to UC Riverside. Go figure out something else to do. You're wasting my money and time if you're funding this with public money.
1: It was funded by the South Coast Air Quality Management District and the San Joaquin Valley Air Pollution Control District.
0: So according to UC Riverside, the way to solve the LA smog problem is not to get cars off the road, not to close down industrialization, but to stop buying burgers.
2: Well, and not only that, but they're talking about ones that are are, are charbroiled, which I would I would venture a guess that the majority are not charbroiled.
0: Right. because It's a it's two-pronged a attack, to though,
2: Mark. Less burgers mean less cows.
1: Less cows mean less flatulence. Less flatulence means less global warming.
0: (laughs) Oh, just I'm going to go on on my conservative rant right now. Just so, just prepare yourself for that. And Um, go. (laughs) uh, One of my favorite. Uh, projects out there on the uh, the interwebs. It's called the Symphony of Science, where this fellow takes uh, great scientists and their speeches and auto tunes them into cool music, and I really enjoy them. And he's uh, he's done um, lots of Carl Sagan stuff and and. Uh, 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 Thomas, what, the Hayden Planetarium guy, I'm blanking on it. Anyway, he's taken his famous uh, scientist. Well, his most recent one just came out this week, I believe, um, is uh, talking about global warming and how it's the greatest problem mankind has ever faced. <sighs> Can we just stop for a minute, just a minute, and put all the tree hugging aside and say if the Earth is getting hotter, which there is disagreement that, but I'm willing to concede the, concede the point. It has far more to do with billions of pounds of gas being pumped out by, by volcanoes and other natural occurrences than it does my car driving back and forth to work every day. Can we just stop being stupid in the name of science? Science is supposed to be smart, Right but scientists also tried to murder Galileo because he said the earth wasn't the center of the universe. So scientists have a it's history not. of being stupid people. Okay. My rant is over now. fan scene. No comments on that.
1: Well, I could comment, but I would say, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. My wife in the chat room says my favorite is the Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers auto tuned was awesome. It's yeah. done by the same guy, but it's not the same project.
2: That was a good one. This is a good
0: one. So, speaking of weird family trees, um, <laughs> I'm just giving up on transitions. Are we, as year. your
2: co-hosts, supposed to, like, try and serve these things up for you're, you? Yeah, we're, but we're, when we're,
0: I when I go off on a Limbaugh, like, ah, well, we have a Limbaugh story, so that would have been the better one to transition Ah, to. yeah, you're uh, right. So, I missed it. Um, now, this isn't news, okay? So, this happened a while ago, but it's the article was recently published, so... Uh, cut us some slack here. Uh, Valerie Spruill, S-P-R-U-I-L-L, um, of somewhere, I can't remember where, uh, quick, somebody look it up. I'm pretty sure it's not Florida. The
2: American Um, Journal.
0: It discovered that her husband of many, many years and father of her children.
2: Akron. Was
0: also Akron, Ohio. Was also her father. Ew. So she didn't find this out until after he had died. And basically everybody in Akron knew. When, ask, uh, when she asked a family member, her uncle, how many people knew about this? His response was pretty much half of Akron. Uh, so she was born uh, when her husband dad was 15. And she likes to say that maybe he doesn't know it was the case but the rest of the family are pretty sure he knew but he married his daughter obviously later in her life and uh father she's 60 years old now and uh, has fathered um three four children i forget or she didn't father <laughs> she hus. she mothered uh several children uh all with her father so her children brothers her son brothers uh are all grown now <laughs> uh <laughs> it's just weird i mean what do you do on father's day right which card do you pick thanks dad or to my loving husband
2: hallmark needs to come out with a card
0: (laughs) to my husband dad yeah
2: (laughs) i forgot what i called that what i call hub hub daddy or something like that (laughs) (laughs) to my hub daddy you know oh, how and, I love the.
0: and so when she's sitting around she's 60 to years my old so she's, when she's sitting around with the other you know 60 year old women does she does she talk about her her son brothers and how proud she is of of the men they've grown up to be and that she hopes her grandchildren nieces um are are happy with their life wow Sean is actually thinking about how all this works together. Yes, they are her her, her grandchildren, nieces. Well, no, I was nephews. I was
2: really starting to wonder, like, what if one of her sons married one of her daughters? Like, if they had that going on, I, I'm just thinking it, it's kind of like the Google it's Ohio, endless, not Arkansas, endless loop thing. You know, <laughs> everybody is a cousin, brother, sister, aunt thing. I don't know.
0: It reminds me of that Ray Stevens song, "I Am My Own Grandfather."
2: Yeah. Um, I was just surprised. I, you know, I I've never been to Ohio, so I, I really can't comment. But I, when I saw the title for this article, I swore I was just waiting for like Louisiana, Arkansas, you know, something like that.
0: I was waiting for April Fools. You know, I was. <laughs> this is and and, and the, it goes on to say that her her childhood was not grand. Um, her mom was basically a crack whore. Uh, these are my words, not the article's words. Uh and she, you know, she grew up uh, in a in a rare, really rough environment. And when she found out about this, it was kind of like, yeah, that seems to fit. <laughs> it's like considering the lifetime life I've had, I'm not surprised by this.
2: I, I'm loving this. Uh, so there's a photo of this lady, right? And she's kind of a large lady, right? And what right under the picture does it say? view larger version. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is that like where the Gen- there
2: there's a, there's a, a, you know, a web designer just, you know, laughing.
0: Is that like the Jenny Craig before and after? Is that what the larger version is? Right. <laughs> nice. Okay. And so next up, uh, <laughs> is who put, do we really want to do that? Aaron, did you do that one? You, you, you questioned me on this one. You're muted, Aaron. You've muted your mic.
1: I thought I hit the hot right hot key. Yeah, I my i on the wrong um, thing. The, the article is just so poorly written that it almost makes no sense when yeah. you read it. Yeah, but I was thinking it's worth the same it, thing. It's worth it for the last sentence.
0: Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. So um, basically what happened is a guy was out on a date and uh, went to, to take one of the women home. It's like maybe a yeah, double date his or something. girlfriend's sister. I think that's yeah, what it was. It, it's kind of hard to, the article is so badly written, it's kind of hard to put together. It's from the indie Star. So apparently in Indiana, they don't teach journalism. It's a Gannett company. Thank you. Uh, so uh, when they pull up to the apartment, there's a guy um, outside. Um, Playing pocket pool. <laughs> petting his loris yes that's right he is he is he's is taking his loris for a walk uh he, he's, he's 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 um engaging in some stress oh, relief we're gonna have a
2: lot of show titles out of this <laughs> one i suspect
0: um although the everybody in the chat room left all at once i wonder what happened there but anyway they, yeah, it crashed on failed. me i had to i had to re-enter it so uh so yeah, the the guy basically whips out his wanker and starts waxing it. You like that alliteration? <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you didn't like that one at all. Okay. So uh, the the man, being chivalrous, says, you know, hey dude, put the mouse back in the house. Um, and and of course, the appropriate response when somebody tells you to stop masturbating in public is to go absolutely berserk and put your fist through the window of the car. Uh, he goes, he went absolutely nuts and, and starts attacking them uh, to which the proper response is you get in your car so that the guy can't get to you. So that's what happened. And and he jumps on top of the car and starts punching it, punches through the window. And then they drove off. Um, he, the, 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 the man then took his belt off and came swinging his belt Um, w- where he hit him in the face through the broken window.
1: Just, you got to read the last he two He broke the back part. window. Just read the last two paragraphs. <laughs> okay. That'll do it all.
0: Okay, the last two paragraphs. Um, <laughs> he told the girls to get in the car, the report states, and as they attempted to leave, the suspect jumped in front of the car and struck the front window with his fist, causing it to break. They tried to leave by going northbound on this street, and the subject ran up behind the car and struck it again, this time shattering the rear window. Everett was driving a rental car.
1: And that's the way it ends.
0: Ah. <laughs> that's the last line. Of in case you were man, wondering. Crazed, masturbating man
1: nope, may still be running panicked. wild. Nobody panic. <laughs> he was driving around rental the car.
2: It's okay. I, I
0: hope he got the insurance. Does the insurance cover masturbating madmen? I, I don't. Is that in the writer?
2: That might be act of God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or act of that Cod. Might be oh, act Oh god. <laughs> and Sean, I'm just going to let you do this this one cuz well the link is bad for one thing, but also I don't It's link bad? Yeah, it is. So take let's it away. See,
2: what, 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 oh, is oh no. Okay. Let me uh <laughs> let, me, let me think about this one now. Right. Uh, okay. Should we come so back we'll talk, to it? Yeah, let's come back to it. I'll pull okay. I'll pull it up. I'll find it. So go to the next one.
0: Now uh, this next one, uh, Jim, our good friend Jim Beeson sent me, and also I found it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap, you know. And I like to uh, say when somebody found something, there's there's some here that Corey sent us, and Jim sent us, and Sean sent us, and I found all at the same time. Um, But uh, this one, uh, Jim even went so far as to call it the exact same title I did, as in "No Good Deed Goes Unpunished." Uh, So we're in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I so wish this had been Florida. Um, there's a city-owned lot. Okay, so it's, uh, it's a vacant lot that the city owns uh, in this uh, residential slash business sort of neighborhood. It was it was in terrible shape, uh, thick weeds, trash all over it. Uh, so, And it's right across from a business owner who had just opened a, a coffee shop, and he didn't like the look of it. He tried to get the city to clean up. He tried to buy it from the city. He said, look, if you will sell it to me, I'll clean it up. Um, and they wouldn't sell it to him. So he spends $20,000 of his own money taking this vacant lot and turning it into a city park, this beautiful area with, with uh, a nice little uh, picnic area and lots of, of foliage and trees and the whole bit, and the city comes to him and says, you were trespassing, and you need to make it back like it was. No response to that, huh?
2: That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) They don't call me great. uh, Well, I didn't respond because
1: Uh. I had my microphone muted yet again. I'm two for two for that tonight. (laughs) And what I said was extremely witty, well thought out, and put together and stated very, very succinctly. And I, but I can't remember what it was.
0: Paul D. Christie, director of communications at the Office of Housing and Community Development, said it's a simple matter of trespassing. Like any other property owner, uh, the uh, authority—I don't know what this says—does not oh, the the uh, yeah the the housing authority uh, does not permit unauthorized access to or alteration of its property. This is both on principle. No property owner knowingly allows trespassing to limit taxpayer liability. So you were trespassing. Remove your twenty thousand dollars worth of work, please or we will fine you for criminal trespassing. Unbelievable.
2: I, uh, I blame the liberals.
0: <laughs> of course you do.
2: Yeah, I just go on record with that one. That's sad. So, I don't know. but You know, what kind of... I don't know, please. Okay, the guy obviously has some money put away, right? He's somehow or another, unless he just absolutely inherited it.
0: Well, he also he, owns a car dealership.
2: So, okay yeah. so uh presumably roughly a uh, somewhat intelligent guy you know he's got enough money that he can he can toss twenty thousand dollars at this problem how do you not kind of run that by somebody
0: well that's the thing he did he had been trying and so then he just decided to do it himself he took action
2: he yeah, asked seven times to lend it to release it or buy it but still, you don't just go and do I, – I don't know. You just don't go do something like that. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's sad that, you know, they're going that route. But So you're uh, actually
0: on the side of the city on this one. You think that he overstepped his bounds and shouldn't have done it.
2: Well, I mean, if think about it this way. If you own a house and somebody on your block doesn't like the look of your front yard and thinks that, well, I'm going to go and, you know, turn his bushes into panda bears or something, I mean – what are you going to do? You're not going to be too happy well, about it, right? But it's different,
1: Sean, if, if you've got a red front door and I think you ought to have a blue one and I paint it when you're not at home. And if a person hauls off, hauls off 40 tons of trash out of an empty lot, <laughs> there's well, a little I,
2: I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I got to think that anybody who's, you know, somewhat intelligent is going to think that one through a little bit better before they just go do it. So what, what but,
0: gets me is the, the lots are owned by the quote, redevelopment authority. So he yes. basically did what their charter is to do. He redeveloped a rundown section of the city, and yep. they said, you didn't
1: ask first. Well, the funniest part in page two, it says, um, Mr. F- Mr. Fybush continued his efforts even after the PRA told him both verbally and in writing that, A, he did not have permission to undertake any work, and B, he ran the risk of losing whatever funds he expended on the work. Here's what Feinbush finds funny about the situation. In the past few years, he's received three citations for the city, finding him for not removing the snow from the sidewalk in front of this lot. And last August, he received a citation for the trash on the lot. Interesting. He's now being told he didn't have permission to take off of. But he doesn't own wow. the lot. He never did. And now that he's cleaned the lot, he's being threatened with legal action. Here's the final paragraph. They Always on these horrible stories, the last sentence is the best one. And he says, and I quote, They've been bad stewards for so many years, and suddenly it's the most critical lot in the world. He said, I'm not looking for a thank you, but I'm not looking for a big F you.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, and so, that does that does really I mean that does sum it up. I I, I agree with that. But know. if
0: you're gonna find a guy for not cleaning it up, you can't then find him again when he does.
2: Right. So Well, I, you know, they say he fine, they fined him, but I'm wondering, did he actually pay a fine? I mean, if it's not his property, right?
0: Well, but if they issued the fine, whether they paid it or not, they, they were assuming that under the city's uh, onus, it was his responsibility to clean it up. That's what the city's saying when they issue a fine.
2: Well, sure, but I'm sure that, I mean, that, I'm sure, had probably been resolved, so... Yes, they issued, but I'm sure at some point he said, hey, look, this isn't my property. And they said, oh, yeah, it's not. We're sorry.
0: We All right. So now mine. we go back to the story that we were talking about earlier about uh, and, uh, here's the thing. It's about Rush Limbaugh. And it's, ah, some- yes. and it's something stupid. He said, OK, let's just get this out. His livelihood is saying stupid things with conviction. That's his character. That's what he does. Why is anybody surprised by this? Okay, well, now you can do it. The story. that he's being totally
1: sarcastic. He's he's just he's, he's being uh I
0: don't know he's being, incisive, know that he's being sarcastic. sarcastic. The way he calls it is illustrating absurdity by being absurd. That's his line. I illustrate yeah. absurdity by being absurd. So this is him just doing a shtick, But yeah. now there's people you don't carry. take it seriously. So anyway, go ahead, Sean.
2: Okay, so uh, what Rush was talking about is there apparently was an Italian study that found that the average male penis was ten percent smaller than fifty years ago. I don't know if this is in Italy. I'm I'm hoping it's Italy and not the United States. But
0: uh, I know mine's about ten percent smaller than it was fifty. 50- no, wait a minute. Never mind.
2: <laughs> Yours is probably a hundred percent smaller. I'm guessing. No, hundred percent bigger. Sorry. <laughs> Can that be a show title? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to the story. Uh, So uh, the researcher cited, you know, health and weight gains and and things like this and smoking and stress and all these other environmental factors. But uh, Rush chose to... uh, not agree with that and he blamed the feminists and feminazis as he likes to call them and the chickification of man <laughs> yeah you gotta love Rush I mean you know yeah, the, the, these odd, the wussification right these, these these should be in Webster's I mean really uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah so that's that's basically how he chose to uh, to phrase it. and now uh, yeah like you said Mark everybody's up in arms over it
0: and And he was just doing what he does. I didn't I don't I haven't let him listen to the show. I don't know. but what I love about the story, oh, I, I forgot to put the link in the chat room. They went out and dug up um, two pictures that they probably had to go through hours of video to find. One of him hanging his head, apparently in shame, uh, and another of him that has to be twenty five years ago, yeah, uh, frothing at the mouth like a raving lunatic. Uh, so it's, you know, clearly biased journalism. Uh, they're trying to make him look as bad as possible, but you know, this is just the guy doing what he does. I mean, if you're going to come to me for some stupid thing I say on this show, my response is going to be, yeah, that's what I do on this show. I say stupid things. Uh, but yeah, Russ is blaming, um, the shrinking of the male, uh, loris on, on feminism.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: We're going to get a lot of mileage out of that Loris story.
2: Yes, we are. We are. I, I'm, I'm looking in here. There's something about that. Uh, there is uh, doctors are struggling with how to treat Koro syndrome, which is the irrational fear that the genitals are shrinking or retracting into the body. That's close to the last line of the article.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs>
2: I'd throw that out there. I want to make sure we covered the whole story.
0: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> while we're in the in the area of the penis again, uh we did a story about this uh not well, not this same thing, but a similar story not too long ago. Uh it ah, was in yeah. Canada at the time, I believe. Uh this time it's in North Carolina. Uh Fox uh, uh uh Asheville, North Carolina television station uh on I believe it was Saturday morning. Uh, was rolling uh, a Disney Channel showing of the Lilo and Stitch cartoon. Yeah, uh, September seventh. Quick, mm-hmm. what day was that? That's Friday. Okay, so, uh, from twelve thirty p.m. to two p.m. Um,
2: right in the <laughs> wheelhouse of little kids that right. you know aren't quite school age yet. Right, being no. at home,
0: and so, yeah. uh, so a woman uh, by the name of. She just goes by Brown. She doesn't... Oh, Georgie Georgie Brown. There we go. Uh, a woman by the name of Georgie Brown, her kids had recorded what they were watching. And uh, she flipped it on to, to watch it for her kids, uh, or to let her kids watch it. And she was, you know, in the next room, piddling, doing whatever she was doing. I don't know. Um, and Brown said about a minute into the recording, an alert box appeared stating that part of the recording event has lost due to signal loss. Uh, and a pixelated video of a man and a woman in amorous embrace appeared. And she said the explicit video continued for six minutes before another signal loss message popped into the screen and the Disney movie reappeared.
1: She watched all six, I
0: guess, (laughs) because she was timing it. And she rewound it and she watched it again. It was the most disgusting thing that she ever had to see twice. Um,
1: I just heard things that probably shouldn't be on the lower stitch, she said. (laughs)
0: Um, and there's there's not really a good explanation at this time of of what happened, but clearly somebody flipped a switch somewhere they shouldn't have.
2: Yeah, the uh, the article goes on and kind of leads you to believe that the problem was with the provider, uh, I think it's Dish Network, um, so that maybe somehow signals got crossed or something. I don't know. I don't know how that would happen. But it seems kind of odd to me that – this this story isn't about like uh, thousands of people called in reporting this. This one person who recorded it saw it three days later. Yeah. So it seems a little weird. It seems a little odd. Uh, you know, I, well, you I'm know, wondering uh, if, um, if that's possible.
0: I could say that in my situation, if my kids were, you know, watching television, watching Lilo and Stitch, and I was in the other room, I I wouldn't be paying attention to it. And if they didn't come to me and say something. You know which I think they would, but maybe not, maybe they maybe they were too busy doing something. I don't know, but uh, I mean, I could see it as almost being something that's not super widely reported, but the fact that only one person reported it uh, is certainly unusual I'm wondering, yeah, if Eddie,
2: why are that mom that that lady and man fighting on TV <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're wrestling, look, yeah, I don't know, just one person i it just I don't know just seems a little odd i don't i'm not sure how big Asheville is but it seems like if that went out just you know broadcast to everybody that we would be hearing more about it i
0: don't know here's what i think it is i think it was dad needed to record something real quick (laughs) and and you know wanted to to get this scene uh down and and accidentally recorded over six minutes of his kid stuff that night
2: you know that's that's what i think happened you know, it's that, uh, what is it, like U-verse thing, right? Like dad's right. in the other room.
0: <laughs> That's it. <You> yeah. know?
2: <laughs> he switches over, then he hears the kids, you know, squeal or something. And they, Whoa. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm watching my own version of Lilo and Stitch uh, over here. And yeah, I could see where a a malfunction like that could happen if you got that many streams coming in at the same, same device. Right. Well, even if it's just
1: a multi-stream device, I could see it happen, you know, that just within the device itself.
0: Said, when, it not, said maybe when she asked her good. children about it, they mimicked the sound back, and 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 made actions.
1: No, I'm not saying they didn't. I'm saying not saying that they didn't see it. I'm just right. saying that if you've got this multi-tuner recorder and it's that it could have actually switched on that right. one unit without actually changing, without pausing the recording or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. It, right. it obviously it appears to have happened. Right, Occam's Razor. Occam's Razor, people.
0: All right, and so this next one is uh, not quite so simple. If you if you go into the Occam razor, Occam's razor, by the way, is usually the simplest explanation is the best. This one was sent to uh, to me by our good friend Jim Beeson, and we did a similar story to this not too long ago. Uh, this was a, a substitute teacher who has who has not been named uh, says that um. um Excuse me. The 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 student says that a substitute teacher, um, in order to make him be quiet, duct taped his mouth while he was at the school. And uh, they're filing criminal charges, and that's that's what got me interested in the story. Yes, this was stupid. Yes, this was a bad idea. But is it really a criminal offense? I need some. I need a ruling on that. He's 12 years old, so he's fifth or sixth grade. Um, is this is this A criminal activity.
2: What do you think? That's tough. I mean, you know, Aaron, remember you were talking about there's, you know, assault and then there's battery and things like that. I mean, physically laying hands on somebody in a manner they don't want, I mean, that's criminal.
1: What if we would put the kid in a cage and then put tape on him? (laughs) Only in China. In in China, that'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to the whole thing and basically you can't touch him, then it's it's not good you know uh if you ask the question did they hurt the kid well physically i'm sure they didn't hurt the kid unless you know he's 12 he's probably got a little bit of a peach fuzz mustache probably hurt when you pull the tape off but uh emotionally it could be scarring you know the dunce cap in the corner type yeah. thing
2: um, especially at I think, that age
0: now yeah. I, d- I definitely think this che- teacher should be dismissed from the position of substitute teacher because if nothing else um, he or she they don't even say that far violated the district's discipline policy. You know, we have a policy in place of how you discipline students and duct tape ain't on the list. Uh right. so so I get that. But filing criminal charges seems a little excessive to me. I don't know if 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 my daughter came home, she's almost 10, so roughly the same age, and said that a teacher put duct tape on my mouth. I probably would say something like I've had that same thought many times and and wouldn't be too upset yeah. about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, or as long why, as there wasn't any like, skin missing
0: or anything. What would you say, Sean?
2: I said as long as there wasn't any skin missing right. or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd be calling the teacher going, okay, what'd she do?
0: Right, yeah. What, did, what was your actions that precipitated a teacher choosing to tape your mouth shut? That's what right. I would
2: want to get to. Because my kids' duct tape would be the least of their worries. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, can I go back to school for some duct tape? please
0: so there's a show title for you duct tape would be the least of their worries uh jim in the chat room says that some would call it child endangerment is there danger i guess you could potentially suffocate
1: if she got really big boogers in her nose yeah you could suffocate assuming that their hands were tied behind their back and they couldn't reach up to their mouth and remove the tape
0: yeah maybe this is just my dumb old east texas country boy upbringing saying that, you know, that ain't too big a deal. I've had, I've had worse punishments at school. Um, so I don't know. I just I well, thought it was interesting. Well, that's
2: what a lot of people don't don't realize. You know, that sometimes the punishment doesn't really fit the crime. And in this case, if they go that route, what you're going to do to somebody who just, yes, admittedly made a knuckleheaded mistake, but now they're probably going to end up with a felony, possibly some sort of uh, child you know endangerment or child abuse charge or something else i mean that's going to ruin somebody's life and i just wonder if it's really worth ruining somebody's life over people people who get on the bandwagon about we need to roast this person they don't realize just what an impact that would have Uh, that person deserves to lose their job yes but i think that's probably about as far as it needs to go yeah
0: all right so let's get a little florida on shall we uh this is one that uh uh Jim sent me in an email, Corey sent me in a Twitter, Sean put in the show notes, and I had also put in the show notes. So this was this was one that was bound to be uh in the show. Largely because it's Florida, and secondly because it's bizarre. Um in Sanford, Florida, just outside of uh, Orlando, apparently, uh I, I just got a- just read the first sentence. That's all I, all I can really do. <laughs> a Sanford man was jailed after he allegedly used his girlfriend's small dog to beat her during a domestic dispute last week. I really don't think we need to read anything else. He beat um, her with
2: her own dog. Mark, I'm going to go back to last week's show titles. How do you allegedly beat somebody with <laughs> their own dog? He wow. beat
0: God. her with the dog. Um... <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. According to the police report, uh, Mr. Jones came home and became angry when his live-in girlfriend came home with her daughter and tried to smoke crack. So he reacted like he was on crack. He came out of the house. Uh, they were they were in the car with the dog.
2: So um, this could really happen to anybody. This is really mid-America, all-American family.
0: Right. It's, I mean, that's what you do. <laughs> right okay so jones came out of the house uh like and didn't have a cat in his hand and pulled a dog out of the vehicle slammed the car door so hard it became stuck so clearly she was driving a, a finely crafted german uh engineered vehicle um he punched out the windshield not punched it punched it out then jones grabbed the pup and began swinging it around and when she tried to get the animal back so it wouldn't be hurt, he pushed her to the ground and began striking her several times with the dog and then choked her. So uh at one point uh, uh he let go and they he I don't get this. He realized what he was what the heck what am I doing? I'm strangling my girlfriend. I need to go for a bike ride. So he jumped on his bicycle and fled the scene with the dog. He's got the dog in hand, riding one-handed on his bicycle, bleeding because he just punched out a windshield. (laughs) It says officers found him soon after on his bike, carrying the little dog and bleeding from his right hand. He denied causing any any injury and said that he fled the scene for his own safety.
2: Mark, I just just have to think that people in Florida – You're driving down the street. You see a dude ride by on a bike, bleeding, carrying a dog in one arm, and just don't really
0: think much of it. You're like, yeah, yeah, I saw that twice yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, at least he didn't choke a goat. Um, And My my favorite part of the story is uh, just uh, not quite the last line, but it says, based on statements from his girlfriend and other witnesses, police charged Jones- with the aggression as the aggressor in the conflict. Yeah. Think <laughs> <laughs> the report didn't mention the breed of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Was that really the last one? That's the second of the last line. The last line is great. Uh, it's a police officer and this is, you know, another thing that I don't get right. Here's what the police officer says. I've never actually seen someone use a dog as a weapon before. An owner will sick a dog on someone and get him to bite him, and and but to use it as some sort of club device? I just don't get that. So, thank you, Officer Sanford. Um, no, Sanford is the place. Uh, Officer McAuliffe, for summing it up so nicely, I just don't get that.
2: Obviously, the pride of his department. <laughs> he wow. beat up his
0: girlfriend with her dog
2: sounds to me like some marijuana may be involved there
0: uh something definitely <laughs> but uh maybe he was using the marijuana for medicinal purposes
2: that's, possible. that's probably what it was if he had cancer maybe
0: Go ahead, Sean. <laughs>
2: See, I, I just lob them up. I don't actually hit them out. I, I tried to you. serve it up to you. I gave you the nice set.
0: I was ready for you to spike it over the net, and you just watched it fall.
2: Yeah, I did. I did. Well, okay, so that does lead right into our next story, which uh, I, uh, I appropriately titled, uh, Yet Another Way It Can Make You Feel Better. So uh, some scientists, I just thought this was interesting. It's not really funny or weird necessarily, but – Uh, scientists have discovered two scientists really got together they one was uh, studying cannabinoids and another one was studying uh, the id1 gene that uh, basically is what allows cancer to to spread and uh, they got together and found out that these uh, cannabinoids basically can reverse the growth of cancer can stop it in its place and reverse it and they've they're uh, doing this on uh, lab animals now, and, uh, uh, you know, they're they're hoping to move forward into human trials at some point in the near and future. And
0: apparently this research began when the two California scientists were, quote, lighting up a doobie in the boys' room. So, uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> where all good science happens, right there, yeah.
0: Dude, this stuff is so awesome, I bet we could cure cancer with it. Dude! <laughs> yeah! yeah but i'm just i'm
2: just you know picturing because you got all of the all of the 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 you know people who want to legalize pot and i can just see them jumping all over this so i'm sure in the the coming months it's you know they're going to try to turn that into uh you know i've got cancer i need to smoke marijuana which they already kind of do anyway but uh, this does pretty plainly say that it's Smoking it doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't right. have that effect. You, it's a just one component of the plant that has to be applied, I guess, directly to the tumor or to the cancer cells. So, uh, yeah, just an interesting and story I just, found.
0: Just to be contra- controversial, I'm actually quite in favor of legalizing the uh, growth and manufacture of hemp. Hemp is a very valuable substance it could be a biofuel it makes great rope it does uh, have many medicinal purposes because um, we use rope so much nowadays yeah
2: <laughs> well, we, would. we could so, a rope. i think yeah, I, I think yeah, it would, there'd be rope stores popping up everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yes i need another 800 foot long uh, hemp rope
0: <laughs> well see here's the thing that most people don't know uh and when you when you ref- when you when you're dealing with hemp that's different than marijuana marijuana right. is is like uh to cut to make it really simple there's the male part of the plant and the female part of the plant and so the the part that has the medicinal value and that is good for biofuels and all that is the female part of the plant the problem is you can't make female parts unless you have male parts wow that's biologically true that was a bu- bizarre sentence oh. you can't have female parts unless you have male parts unless, unless you're and a so, paramecia. right? Uh, <laughs> Or a seahorse. Uh, so, anyway, I, I think that uh, the whole marijuana thing is way overblown, and and you know, it should be legalized. So there yeah. we go.
2: And we had that talk. That was an early show too. But uh, that it's uh, we we've legalized much more deadlier things, yeah. much yeah. deadlier things much, like cars,
0: much more deadlierness.
2: Yeah, much more deadlier. There you go. <laughs>
0: I mean, when you compare Um, marijuana to- the
2: last place you want to get killed.
0: (laughs) Right. When you compare marijuana to say- That's why you guys keep me around. To say tobacco, um, you can't say one is clearly worse than the other. You know, they both have their good points and bad points, but tobacco we're totally okay with. Although we do charge, what, $17 tax now on on a pack of cigarettes? It's it's kind of ridiculous.
1: They just need to keep on raising it. (laughs) You think? Yep.
0: But will it make people stop? You'll say that about gasoline too, because that's something everybody has to have. So let's tax it,
1: right? Yeah, but everybody has to have gasoline. Everybody doesn't have to have cigarettes.
0: Yeah. And so while we're on the subject of having sex on the highway, uh, let's talk about. Uh,
1: <laughs> I got to read Uber geeks.
0: Dandy fine number nine minder twine. It's
1: like the, it like, you know, the, the, pineapple express. You know the, new, <laughs> the new name.
0: So so a couple uh, just outside of Jacksonville in a little city called Uli. Where's Jacksonville? Mark? Jacksonville is in, uh, is in Argentina? No, that's not Florida. it. Florida. Florida, oh yes. Uli, Florida. Uh, so uh, a couple, th- there are two couples involved here. So the story gets a little convoluted. So couple of uh, follow follow with me here. There's a couple of couples. Couple A, whom we shall call Bob and Cindy- are leaving the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars football game and they're headed down I-95 when they see couple B whom we shall call Dave and Mindy um engaged in um amorous activities at high speed um and so they they pull up and you know like you do they pull up to get a better look at it so uh, at
2: first the she, was, the she was simply leaning over and checking on his loris
0: well you know initially she she was just taking a nap on his on his lap is what was happening she uh, inspection. she was just loris <laughs> <laughs> inspection nice um but but afterwards yeah after she woke up from her nap uh feeling quite refreshed she uh decided she would ask him for a few christmas presents and so she sat up in his lap on i-95 at high speed while naked. Um, and so that, that's that's Dave and Mindy. So Bob and Cindy pulled alongside to get a better look. Because why wouldn't you? Right? Um, and then that's where things got weird. Because they haven't been weird up to this point. Um, what did I say the names were? Dave and Mindy saw that Bob and Cindy...
1: Bob and, Bob and, oh, can go ahead, sorry. Dave
0: and Mindy saw that Bob and Mindy have been looking. And then they decided to try to run them off the road and when that didn't work they got in behind them and just followed them for like 10 and a half miles until they stopped that's out of a bar because naturally when a naked couple is chasing you 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 go to a bar um and when they when he tried to get in the 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 naked couple uh, apparently they put clothes on by this point uh block the driveway and get out of the car and pull a gun on him now, I'm trying to find out how they're the bad guys here. You know, I'm calling this one. they just wanted a private moment. It's like you interrupted our privacy. We were out on a public highway having sex, and you can't we just be left alone? And so they, they, they were interfered with in their private moments. So naturally, what you do there is you follow somebody, and then you pull a gun on them when they get to the bar. Well,
1: And here it is again, this brilliant article. And it says... Uh, we didn't think they were going to pull all the way in because they stopped at the gate. And then I guess they decided they were still going to come in. And they came all the way in. That's when the cops were called and everything went crazy.
0: Because yeah, up <laughs> until then, it had been perfectly sane.
2: <laughs> well, in Florida. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I love, again, it's the last line. It says, they had clear glass windows. What do you expect? There's a place and a time for that, and it's not driving down the interstate going 70. I couldn't have said it better, Bob.
2: Yeah, you're supposed to keep it to fifty-five at least. Exactly.
0: Now, I mean, if well, the, the the
1: worst part though is, uh, was it was it Doug and Mindy? Who was it? The couple that was watching? Bob and Cindy were watching. Oh, David. Yeah. And so Bob says his three-year-old son saw everything too, and is still talking about it.
0: Yeah, because they pulled up beside them for an extended period of time. Uh, he had plenty of time to get a look.
2: Wow. I think I think we are missing out on you know the uh, well. Okay, we're missing out on a huge moneymaker here. Florida Gone Wild. <laughs> okay, well, the dude, right? Girls gone wild, that dude's a billionaire. b billionaire. I do know. Well there's a page two to this article
1: and it simply says Bob and Cindy were charged with indecent exposure and aggravated assault.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're actually actually their names were Gonzalez and Welker, but I liked Bob and David Dave and Mindy better. Bob and Cindy. So um, if you decide that you'd like to have sex on the highway, don't be surprised if somebody sees it. That's right. the moral of the story.
2: That's what you get here. Words to live by, the periodic what, table.
0: What I want to know is how come my daily commute is never that interesting? I mean, if anything, I get to look at, you know, the rear of, of large semi trucks where somebody has written, wash me on the dust. I don't ever get to see anything that interesting. Uh, Dave and Mindy, come to Atlanta, and I will not let you follow me to a bar. (laughs) So, just outside of Houston, Texas, in La Porte, a stay-at-home mom, Tammy Cooper, was arrested arrested for letting her two children, ages nine and six, ride their motorized scooters outside in the cul-de-sac. That's the story. Whatever else you want to say, that's the story. She was sitting in a lawn chair watching them do it. The police came. She got up out of the lawn chair and said, hey, what's up? And they said, what's up is you're under arrest. They put her in the orange jumpsuit. They put her in the slammer. They kept her there for 18 hours because her children were, quote, unsupervised.
1: And so this is a simple situation where the neighbor called and said, hey, the mom's out there watching the kids. And the mom was. Yeah.
0: Now, we had a, a similar almost sort of story uh, happen to us. Uh, we had a neighbor complain to another neighbor and said that uh, they were thinking about calling the cops on us but because our, our kids play outside all the time. And they don't always wear their coats. Okay. You can make a six-year-old walk out of the house with a coat. You can't make a six-year-old keep a coat on the whole time they're outside. So uh, right. that was that was the complaint that our neighbors said they roam around the neighborhood all the time unsupervised and they don't have coats or shoes on.
1: Well, and last time I checked, I've never seen a kid jet that was cold that wouldn't come in the house even if you didn't <laughs> want them to. Right. nosy neighbors so you know. you know
0: i don't know who to be more mad at than the, the neighbors or the police on this one now it's it's one well, thing I mean, to to come and check it out it's another thing to arrest the woman for quote uh, abandoning her children and then uh, make her abandon her children right yeah. you, you took mom away because she wasn't watching her kids yeah, they arrested her
1: if it, if it arrived and found the mom inside Yeah. Even if she just ran in to use the bathroom, that would have been her bad luck. But, yeah, finding her there sitting on the sidewalk watching them, that's a pretty big deal. But
0: is that a problem? If I'm inside and my kids are out in the cul-de-sac, is that a problem?
1: It's illegal. It actually is to to have your child in the street while you're inside the house not supervising them. Whether it's perfectly safe, most of the time, 99% of the time, Yes. Is it legal? No.
0: Well, then I am a criminal many times over because my kids run around all over the place. They go from one neighbor's house to the next. They go to the front yard. They go to the backyard. they are I mean, at any point in time, they're never more than 300 feet from the house, but I'm not out there with them. That's the whole 100 time. yards. Yes. Thank you.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, in, in, in fact, in, I believe in Georgia, it's illegal to leave a kid at home if they're under 11 by themselves.
0: Well, actually, I totally don't disagree with that one at all.
1: So what's right. different than being in the home alone and then being down the street alone? Well, if you, don't have, if you don't see them and you're not supervising them, they have the exact same
0: amount of risk, don't they? No, there's a whole huge difference what's there. It? What's because, the difference? Explain well, because me. the only thing that would happen is like all three of them, or usually it's like all five of them because it's the neighbor kids too, would have to uh-huh. get mowed over by a truck all in one shot for none of them to be able to come and get me because I'm 100 feet away, 100 yards away, and deal with something. So I mean, it's a very big thing, a very big difference for me running down three miles down the street to the store and leaving my kid on. That's very different. Well, uh, or I it's know. Different you could probably if get you live
2: right you. next to a highway or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I backed up to I seventy five, then yeah, I would, I would certainly say that's a little more dangerous. But I live in a cul de sac community.
1: Yeah, I personally would feel safer with my six year old in my house. And me running down to the store, which I wouldn't do, by the way, cops that are listening. Um, <laughs> then I would be with him walking two blocks down the house to the neighbor's house. Um, because he's a six-year-old kid, and they don't watch for cars all the time, even when you tell them to. And there are dogs in the neighborhood. We've actually, he and I have been, uh, had a dog run out at us when we were riding our bikes together before. And it's just, I, I, I feel I, I control the environment in my house. I don't control the environment on a street. That's just my own personal take on it. I
2: mean, a, a I can say with getting, you, Mark. I get, think there's there's generally more dangers to get into in a house than there would be. Well, on I, a it's not about the dangers. Safe street.
0: It's not about the dangers. It's about how far away I am, is the way I look at it. Um, you know, and and how accessible I am. If I'm in the house, well, see, I,
2: mean, I don't really think that. I don't think that comes into play because if it's something that can kill your child, it doesn't matter if you're a hundred, you know, a hundred yards away or you know. Or two miles, right? So oh, so no, what's the it's, difference, it's, it's, Aaron, it's, it's, between my front
0: yard and the cul-de-sac that uh, that is six inches on the other side of my front yard? So it's okay if they're playing in the front yard, but it's not if they step out into the street?
1: They're less likely to be hit by a car in your front yard than they are in the cul-de-sac by orders of magnitude because people come in cul-de-sacs, make loops around. They're looking back to the left. They're not looking. Your kid steps off the sidewalk into the cul-de-sac. I'm just saying they're much more likely to get hit by a car on asphalt than they are in the grass in your yard. Interesting. And, Any and, and, comments and, and,
0: from the chat room on this one?
1: And as far as, you know, my, my son in my house, unless he goes and turns the stove on and puts something flammable on top of it or put something metal in the microwave or just grabs a knife and stabs himself in general, the house is fairly safe. But when he's outside the house, and he's walking down the street if he's by himself, which, I like I said, I wouldn't let my six-year-old go walk down the neighborhood by himself, even though I see kids his age doing that around my neighborhood. Um,
0: You'd see him doing it in my neighborhood, and they'd be my kids.
1: Yeah, because I've seen – he, he does good with, in general, like, a car's coming, I need to get out of the way. But he doesn't think things like, I'm walking up to the back of a car that's parked on the side of the road or running up to it, and I need to go around that car now. So I'm going to dart into the road to go around this car because I need to go around the car. And the person coming can't see him. It's not a matter of being reckless. You know, that kind of thing. I've actually seen him do that um, and had to holler at him, stop, Nathaniel. You you know, you can't see the car coming because you're only three foot tall. And they can't see you because you're only three foot tall. You're about to step into traffic, oncoming traffic. And so uh, maybe it's maybe my dad because my dad was was a very big, um, was huge about that because we lived on a highway. So, you know, we weren't allowed to look toward the road. (laughs) You know, you couldn't glance in the direction of the highway and get an inkling in your eye that you might start toward it. Uh, well, and, but- I,
0: and I think you're right. I think it really does come down to your upbringing. Because I grew up uh, on, a, on the highway. It was a, It was a major highway with lots of people going back and forth. And my mom left us alone. She went to work. We would catch the bus home from school, and we'd be alone in the house, out in the front yard, out in the pasture playing, whatever. I'd get on my bike and ride three or four miles down the street to my friend's house and so, I guess that's my, my upbringing. And so, I'm, I come at it from a different point of view.
1: Right. You know, I prefer um, to have some level of supervision. Like you said, if they're, like Sean was pointing, if, if I let him go 100 yards down the road, um, if I'm standing in my driveway watching him go down to the second cul-de-sac where his friend Caden lives, he's out of my control. The car comes and I yell and he doesn't move. There's nothing I can do about it. But the truth is, if he's 10 feet away from him, I can't do that either. You know, if I don't have my hand on him, I can't intervene right. a lot of times. So, it's, for me, it's just about a mitig- about mitigating risk. I, I, if I remember right, the statistics are the number one killer of children under eighteen is accidents, over any disease or illness. And the number so, two is parents. Yeah, <laughs> being beaten to death by a dog. That's the number number
2: <laughs>
0: three. Uh right, that I'll was wait. a much more interesting discussion than I expected this story to do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I mark. This, I can see you coming. Watch from out! You can get arrested in Georgia. I just remember the street that you used to live on uh, out my way, Mark, and uh, that was just, you know, one of the safest streets I've ever seen. I can totally understand where you're coming from, and then I, you know, with your background on top of it, I, I see where you're coming from there.
0: Yeah, I mean, my, my kids used to run around the the neighborhood. There was like a pack. They were like a pack of kids. There were like twelve of them uh, back in Texas, uh, ranging in age from ten or eleven down to two. And they ran all over the place, went down the street to this guy's house, and down the street to this guy's house. They got on their bikes. They rode up places. They rode their skateboards. Um, and I never, literally never once thought twice about it. Apparently, well, it was and that's,
2: that's also, that's a small town. Like everybody, I think everybody that drove down that street knew that, you know, and so that you kind of get that that sense of security there, right? Because uh, that's just the way it is. I never saw anybody speed down that street. And that car that street was wider than most streets and it was wide open and it just so you you have that extra sense i think it's just a kind of perspective thing
1: well um real quick i i, I just googled it and pulled up actually for the state of texas um, i don't know about other states but how old must a child be to be left at home alone in the state of texas there is no specific age it's hmm. it's all the, so in other words you're on your own if you leave your child at home alone and the cops find your child there at home alone and they determine that he does not have the age or emotional maturity. Uh, the, the layout of the home is not safe. The neighborhood circumstances are hazardous. The child's ability to respond to illness, fire, or other types of emergencies in the child, if the child has any kind of mental, physical, medical disability, then you are in trouble. If they decide it's not, then you're okay. <laughs> it's 100% at the discretion of whoever is uh, who is evaluating it. On the other hand, can you use the same factors about leaving a child in a vehicle? And guess what? You cannot leave a child in a vehicle under the year, age of seven for longer than five minutes. They give you a time well, limit. Five that's, minutes is a makes long sense, time.
2: Though. Every year we have we have I know. reports of not attended by an individual in the cars. vehicle is
1: 14 years or older. So you got to have a 14-year-old. So this is what I'm saying, Mark. You can't leave your uh, eight-year-old and your 10-year-old in the car together in Texas for more than five minutes. You have to yeah. have at least one person in the car that's 14 years of age or older.
0: Which I would never do except maybe – when the car is in the driveway and the doors are open, and I'm about to walk out, you know, so I you might say stop go. at
1: a Seven Eleven where you're parked right by the front door and run inside, and grab a coke with, with Abby sitting in the car.
0: Never would I do that. No. So I why would that. you not do that? Because my kids are likely to crawl around and bump the gear shift and drive off, or not even bump, the, turn the key what? and try to drive away. Oh, oh no, I would, no, no. I would See, when I take the when I do that,
2: I, I keys go with me. Yeah, keys go with me. Car's off. But I'll leave my daughter in there because I can see the car the entire time. Like I can walk into a QT; it's all glass front. I can see the car the entire time. So if I'm going to run in and and grab a soda, and that takes in a QT all of about ninety seconds, then yeah, I'll do that.
0: No, I've never done that, nor would I. They get out and they come with me. And see, that's
2: to me that sounds funny
1: because your child in the car, assuming that they'll obey enough to stay in the car, if you take the keys with you, is safer sitting in that car than they are walking down the street
2: right yeah i'll take the key and you know uh, uh I'll, I'll lock the doors not so much that i'm worried because uh, you know you know your child well enough right like my daughter would never ever do that and we've never son had would hot wire the car yeah. but and drive I'm, off. I'm worried i'm worried more about somebody op- trying to open a door and you know maybe grab right. her or something like that yeah, i would actually if i was gonna do that sean i would take the
1: keys with me and i would lock him in the car yeah no that yeah that's what i do
0: use. yeah yeah. So while we're in the subject of Afghanistan, uh, a British soldier um, was was in a field hospital in Afghanistan and gave birth to a baby. Oh. Uh, that's not so unusual, I like, suppose, although, you know, she's not, if you're in, I don't know about British military, but U.S. military, you ain't supposed to be having sex with nobody, generally speaking. Uh, not that they don't do it anyway, but the, here's the interesting thing about the story. She didn't know she was pregnant. Hmm. Now I've heard about that. I've heard yeah. of women having Good. babies. They didn't know they're pregnant now but, you, you, she's a military woman, so it's it's not uncommon for a woman's menstrual cycle to stop when they're very physically active when they're undergoing you know uh, uh physical training even athletes have that happen so I could see why she could think that that happened uh if she's uh exercising regularly and just not gaining uh, a lot of weight because she's not eating well. you know I could see that that she wouldn't see that but um it's just, it's very difficult for me to understand that she would carry a baby for eight and a half to nine months and never know it was there. You never felt it kick. You never, never, never knew.
1: There's a television show out right now, I think, on one of those channels called, um, you know, Pre- Secret and Pregnant, or we know, I think this one, though, they just haven't told anybody that they're
2: I didn't pregnant. know I was pregnant. That's the, that's the show.
0: Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Man, those MREs really pack on the pounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Woo! Uh, there's a quote in the article. It's not military policy to allow service women to deploy on operations if they're pregnant. In this instance, the, uh, MOD was unaware of her pregnancy. Was she really, or did she just want to go? I don't know. Yeah,
2: That's possible. There is a lot of that. I can say in the, the U S military, there's a lot of that. I mean, people will do, they're so gung ho to go, especially if they've never been before, uh, that they'll, you know, they'll do anything they can, you know, if they're having some sort of medical situation going on, they'll try to hide it or mask it uh, to be able to to deploy with their unit.
0: The last line is the kicker. I am pleased to report that mother and baby are doing well. So congratulations. Is that cause for a medical discharge or, or at least a, a D deployment, right?
2: Right. Oh yeah. She'll be going home.
0: So anyway, interesting um, while we're on the subject of people being stupid,
2: <laughs> are we ever I mean, off that subject?
0: Yeah, Loveland, Colorado. Um, I, we're, this is a this show is going long and I don't know that we need to spend a whole lot of time on it, but this is one of the things that we could spend a lot of time talking about. Um, the Loveland, uh, school district in Loveland, Colorado has, uh, seized a child, uh Manuel Vigil, um, has seized his rosary beads, saying that they're quote, a gang symbol. Rosary gang symbol. Hmm. So I you know, I I, I I'll never look at sacramental wine again the same way, because you know, that's the blood now. <laughs> it's, it's the crypt and the buds or something I, I don't know how do you figure that a rosary is a gang symbol and how can you how can you take uh a religious relic from somebody what what right do they have to do that
2: did you did you see their basis for this that his his rosary has 13 beads instead of the traditional 10
0: <laughs> yeah because 13 is the uh california penal code number for murder um they ask indiana yeah. jones
2: is that what they cite
0: no Did that's cite that? that's why 13 is a gang symbol a gang number because 13 right, is or, the, yeah, yeah
2: and they yeah so that 13 is being associated with a gang
0: or at least that's what this fat white guy from texas saw in a documentary once
2: yeah well they do mention that here that 13 is associated with serenio's gang
0: It says, also, on several religious websites, we found several rosaries featuring 13 beads. In other words, it's not unusual.
1: The next sentence is a typo. His other confiscated rosary, no, that isn't, I totally, it's because of my 3D glasses, by the way, has 10 beads.
0: Yeah. He tried to pick them up from the office. (sighs) Wow. This is where zero tolerance policies Illustrate to them. uh, uh, Illustrate how stupid they are. You cannot have a zero tolerance policy because zero tolerance means a hundred percent stupidity. And we we had a, a story about a six year old arrested and frog marched off in handcuffs cuffs because of a zero tolerance policy. And now this kid's personal religious relic is being taken from him because of a zero tolerance policy. When when do we allow people the the right to think? Thursdays. (laughs)
1: Thursdays. <laughs> I have a question. Come on, bring it. Rush. Is it Keep going? <laughs> a, a relic? Is it? Say, where does it say relic?
0: That's my word. It's totem. Okay. There's lots. Yeah, is a religious totem, religious symbol, relic. Uh, well, I think relic. I know. think of old. Well, uh, technically, that is one definition of it. But uh, anyway, yeah. Google it. I bet you'll see that. Like definition four A. Uh, says that an item of religious significance. Define
1: relic. But anyway.
0: um,
1: No, (laughs) sorry, Mark.
0: Because I know in, uh, uh, anyway, I'm not even going to go, I'm not going to chase that route. (laughs) If I'm wrong, I'm wrong.
2: No, it does say one of historical or sentimental interest. So, an item of sentimental interest could be. But around. it says, but don't, we got to give the whole sentence, Sean, is an object surviving from an earlier
1: time. Uh, well, yeah, that Especially is Especially one of historical sentimental interest. Yeah, that is
2: true.
0: So, anyway, um, speaking of women or who. Or a body part.
2: Could <laughs> be. Like a Laura. I've got
0: the Pope's finger. Who wants <laughs> the Pope's finger? Thirty-nine ninety-five tonight only. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. We're making. We only a got difference. 10 of these. Right. So. <laughs> Oh, wow, well, that was that was where you, where you you went over the line there. Um, was actually, that where it, is yeah, that that where it happened? The, the fact that we only have 10 of them, that was it. Actually, it'd be <laughs> funnier if it was limited supplies, only 300 remaining. Um, so a Bossier City, Louisiana woman uh, didn't want to go uh, to serve her duty, her time in, in uh, the Air Force. So rather than uh, getting pregnant... Which would have made a lot of sense because you can't do that. She uh, she could have asked her husband to knock her up, but instead she asked her husband to shoot her in the legs. Twenty five year old Judy Grooms was tweeted treated tweeted, treated for wounds on both her legs and from one round. So that's nice, two legs, one shot uh, from a handgun fired by her husband, twenty six year old Christopher Taekwon Grooms. I love how they put the, the middle name in there, Taekwon. Both are active uh, military-based at a nearby Air Force base. Grooms allegedly claimed that an intruder shot her early Friday while her husband and two children slept, but police say she convinced her husband to shoot her to avoid avoid military service. Christopher Grooms was arrested on a gun charge. No, really? Judy Grooms faces criminal mischief charge for allegedly filing a police uh, false police report it is not either known immediately known if either had an attorney so if so, you love me you'll shoot me can,
1: what is a uh, quote unquote gun charge that seems awfully generic
0: well there's you know I mean? a, there's there, that's when yeah, you buy could. a gun on credit <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> But okay. it just seems funny cuz she i mean i could see her pressing charges for assault or battery, or whichever one we decided it was. But, you know, if I shoot my gun in my own house and have it hit my wife, she don't care. What's that business of yours?
0: <laughs> yeah, she asked for it. She likes it rough. <laughs> That's right.
1: Now, I could see her, um, you know, for the false police report. Now, he may have, you know, obviously been uh, complicit in that as well. But I don't understand. I mean, yeah, never mind. I'll be quiet now.
2: Yeah, well, there, there generally are laws for... uh Oh, what is it? Just a negligent discharge of a firearm. Yeah. So maybe, maybe something along those lines. But, Mark, you made an interesting point that we kind of glossed over. I thought it was interesting that they put that middle name in there. Almost like, uh, let's make sure everybody at least operates under the assumption that this is a black guy.
0: Yeah. Right? That's that's why I kind of put that in there. But, you know, what? generally. Um, I missed yeah, is his,
2: his, The middle name, Taquan. Like, they didn't uh-huh. put her, Judy Grooms, whether she's black or white, I don't know, or maybe she doesn't have a black-sounding sound, middle name, but Christopher Grooms, there's no assumption there, right? So, let's throw Taquan in there just to make sure. Maybe right? he goes by his middle name. If it was me in the it would be Robert Aaron Butler.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they asked him that. And if you <laughs> slash me, I'm white all the way through except for the red parts.
0: <laughs> or maybe it's the thing where people who fire a gun at somebody will use their middle name. That's like, what I said. He's like, a serial killer. He like, like John, John Wilkes, Wilkes Booth. Too. Yeah. Assassin. Yeah, that's true. Lee Harvey Oswald. We have to use the middle name. Um, Do I really want to do this story about the chef? I don't.
1: Yeah. Let, let me let me read it. I'll tell you.
0: I don't think I want to do this story. That's a nasty. I
1: added one, Mark, since the show started, so we're not down yeah, one from the
0: beginning. No.
2: If you want to that it, that's actually an old story but I guess uh he just I guess uh they just released the recordings or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to read that story. That's Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so there you go. That we got to like post that in the forum or something or a link to it at least so people will know like no, I don't, there I don't is something that. we won't cover.
0: <laughs> so uh Aaron Yeah. Save a horse.
1: Yeah, that's that that, that song, you know. Apparently the Dallas Cowboys are happy just having DallasCowboys.com because they let Cowboys.com go. Uh and and it was auctioned off for three hundred and seventy thousand dollars to a group of investors who brokered it around and um finally uh it went live, I believe, just this last Tuesday. And it's now a single adult site catering uh, specifically to gay cowboys. Um, not specifically, but in, 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 uh, in what's the, the, gay, the main focus. So all the Dallas Cowboy fans that go to cowboys.com to uh, find their favorite linebacker. Well, I won't <laughs> even try to make a joke off that.
0: <laughs> I'll just stop right there. Um, Are you – this is from the website – are you a country and western cowboy looking for a man to ride into the sunset on uh, excuse me with uh, come create a single relationship create a relationship with singles share your appreciation for the country way of life you'll be able to and find my, your perfect match here
1: and again the last paragraph but the cowboys turnover could be a plus for lonely hearts <laughs> quote as many states continue to pass gay marriage laws with the support of president barack obama <laughs> com will be well positioned to take advantage of the continued growth in the gay dating sector. The press release. I just
0: the can't g- quit you. <laughs> the gay dating sector. And you gotta go, you gotta throw the president in there. It's the president's fault. <laughs> the <laughs> president
1: single-handedly <laughs> has <laughs> fly to space, punch a robot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he has single-handedly gotten gay marriage laws passed in multiple states.
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) wow all right and the last one a mullet up day ding 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 the one you've been waiting for yes so finally the mullets have their day in court and they are all 16 of them found guilty Wow. Of hate crimes <laughs> involving hair Don't and do about cutting. the
1: hate crimes, Mark. You know how I hate the hate crime.
0: Uh, I'm <laughs> just reading what it is. That was the charge. They hated the hate crimes. Uh, prosecutors and witnesses described how sons pulled their fathers out of bed um, and chopped off his beard in the moonlight, and how women surrounded their mother-in-law and cut off two feet of her hair, taking it down to the scalp in some places. Apparently it's a pretty short uh, trial. Once the evidence was released, I mean, presented, they came back and said, Guilty! I'm sure they said it just like that. Uh, And that's it.
2: And then cut off his beard. Yeah. The defendants, including
1: six couples, have a total of about 50 children.
0: Yeah, six people, 50 children. Uh, There's a paragraph in here. Mullet wasn't accused of cutting anyone's hair, but prosecutors said he planned and encouraged his sons and others mocked the victims in the jailhouse phone calls, and was given a paper bag stuffed with the hair of one victim. So that's that's pretty haughty right there. You're in jail, and you're mocking the victims.
1: Well, this is kind of interesting here. He says, prosecutors told jurors that Mullet thought he was above the law and free to discipline those who went against him based on his religious beliefs. Before his arrest last November, he defended what he believes is his right to punish people who break church laws. Quote, you have your laws on the road in the town. If somebody doesn't obey them, you punish them. But I'm not allowed to punish the church people. Mullet told the Associated Press, like talked last October.
0: As a matter of fact, no. Right. Just in case you were wondering, cutting a mullet's uh, cutting a mullet is a hate crime. I mean, cutting a an Amish uh, oh, there's a title. Here.
1: Yeah, cutting a mullet <laughs> is a hate crime.
2: And now, uh, this story literally came out today, the day that we record, so we will be watching this closely because I want to see what the sentences are, and that I'm sure will be in the next few days, I would think. I don't know. Sometimes they'll delay that like 30 days, so maybe not.
0: There's a quote here, the very last uh, paragraph of the article. In one of the attacks, an Amish woman testified that her own sons and a daughter who lived in the Mullets community – cut her hair and her husband's beard in a surprise assault. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition.
1: Wow. Mr. Mullet, making the news.
0: And uh, it's interesting that the picture that accompanies the article, there's four women walking out of the courthouse, and two of them have their heads held high, unashamed of what they've done, and two of them have their faces covered. Like mm. nobody knows who they are, or maybe they're just afraid the camera will steal their soul.
1: <laughs> I think it's the ladder.
0: Ladders steal your soul. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. Yep. And that's it. That's our last story. And um, wow, what a show! We've had some disagreements, we've had some laughs, but sadly, there were no lore eye. <laughs> Well, oh, we had that I mentioned. about
1: that one thing on that one bar
0: <laughs> okay so uh any last comments from the peanut gallery or from the hosts before we wrap this thing up we're we're heading into an epic mini series event here with this show and all three of the hosts are yawning as the 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 witching hour draws nigh
2: yeah our little debate about roaming kids went on way too long <laughs> it was long
0: well, I'm sorry if it bored you. If you were looking for more zaniness like we had last week, that's just the way this show is. Sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it's passionate. Sometimes it's just frivolous.
1: We take what the internet verse gives us. That's right.
0: Yeah. I do miss Eric, though. He, he yeah, could, he could be too. passionate about anything. Oh, yeah. All right. So, guys, you want to tell people where they can find you should they be so inclined to do so, starting with you, Mr. Kybel.
2: All right. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Sean Keibel, K I B E L, or you can find me on Twitter at Sean T X. Uh, and you can email me, Sean at com. So, uh, all those ways, if you want to get in touch with me, go right ahead and do so. I welcome it.
0: And, Mr. Butler,
2: you can find
1: me at com or the beginning of everybody's contact list in their
2: cell phone,
0: <laughs>
2: except for Mark sit on your phone you'll get in touch
0: with Aaron <laughs> so yeah I was yeah I was avoiding that okay and my name is Mark you can find me at elementop.com where you can find this podcast and others like it well actually there are no others like it and that ends this episode of the periodic TV